Hello, and welcome to In Star Trek We Trust. This week, we will be discussing Nepenthe, the seventh episode of Star Trek Picard. Or Nepenthe. Is it the seventh or the sixth? This is the seventh. Okay, good. I yeah. got it right, and I pulled yeah. that off the top of my head. <laughs> and this is the 51st episode of our podcast. We have surpassed 50. Yes, we, we, so, we were going to have a celebratory episode, but we didn't realize last week was 50. Well, yeah, I lost count. It's all right. So I thought we were on 49, and it turns out we were on 50. I somehow lost count while we were doing something. And I think we have over, what is it, over two full work weeks of um, audio, right? Over 80 hours? Probably. God help anybody who wants to binge listen. So if you want to go back, you know, make the workday pass. Binge listen. Do it. Yeah. <clears throat> So, we are seven-tenths of the way through. Mm-hmm. 70%. Also known as 70%. 70%. to get all yeah. mathy on me. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> I think a very, um, I want to say interesting episode, but that's not very creative, but it was an interesting episode because some weird shit's going on. It was interesting, and yeah. it was... It was... Mm, I also have a not-sophisticated word. It was nice. It was nice? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll explain more <laughs> as we go. But it was nice. It was a nice episode, as a matter of fact. Despite the tragic shit going on, it was nice. No, yeah, I don't care. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. It was actually really nice. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I want to know what was nice. Can you... Can you... Well, okay. Let me tell you. So, normally, we're pretty, um, you know... We, we are fans, we enjoy it, but we're also analytical in how we look at it. Yes. And we're trying to interpret and analyze. Yep. There was a point, particularly with Kestra, the daughter of Will and Deanna, yep. where I said to myself, my, my analytical <laughs> side was saying, I don't like this character. Something about her is just very, like... You think she's in on this whole conspiracy? No, I don't. Okay. I think something about her was very. Um, it, it, I can only say nice. this: like you could see the writer more than you could see the character. Okay. I, yeah. Like. Yeah, I actually think I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. A writer who doesn't really know how to write a kid. Right, or they yeah. just were. This was this like idealized. I don't know something yeah. about it, but. Yeah. Then at a point, I didn't care because I was like, you know what? I actually like this character. <clears throat> and yeah. I like this high tech cabin in the woods that they have yeah. going on. Um, and even though this feels very idealized, yep. I it think, was nice. So I just rolled with it. I think, the, I, think the, I think that character specifically was meant to be somebody for um, Soji because. Soji is sort of discovering all these new things now, and I think that child was meant to be kind of like almost like a maybe mirror in a lot of ways, or a peer, or peer, yeah, the first peer yeah, she's yeah, yeah. gotten yeah. in a way. Potentially, yes. So it wasn't all that different from um, <clears throat> later on in uh, Voyager. There's actually a um, child on that ship who strikes up a relationship with Seven of Nine who is also discovering a lot of these, um, you know, 
emotions and how to become a human. And I think that having a relationship with a child is sort of helping her see and discover all these new things as a child does as it develops. So I didn't word that really well, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Other things about that were it just had this feeling of like, I understand why Soji would think it was fake Mm -hmm. because it seemed fake. Like will making the pizza and joking with his daughter and get the bunny corns and, Oh, we're slicing the... You know, it was too perfect. It was too perfect. If it were not for the dead kid... <clears throat> it seemed fake it to me. too perfect. <laughs> because we don't... You know, in, on, in Next Generation, they would have replicated the pizza or something. And, like, you wouldn't have seen them out... It would have been all high... You wouldn't have seen them out in the right. forest doing but, that, so... But I also believe that they would be hippie parents like this for some reason. <laughs> You know, in the future, what they're doing really is being hippie parents. I mean, right. we're growing our own tomatoes. I think that's okay, though. Oh, I think it's great. I think it yeah. fits particularly with Troy more, but I can see Troy pulling Riker into the hippie parent zone. So, um, starting off in this episode, that... Um... Oh, one thing before that. Yes. I'm curious to see. I had a favorite line. Okay. And I think you might be able to predict what it was. Any thoughts? No. Nothing. Not at all. Wow. Surprise. I can't think of a line that really stood out for me. Okay. You want to hear it? Sure. Pretend our dinner table is the ready room oh! of the Enterprise. I actually, that's one of my notes. Yeah. Because yes. you know I love ready yes. room scenes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Um, so let me start this off. So breaking it down from sort of the beginning, um, we finally get a little bit more clarification on that scene with um, on that visit with Commodore O visiting Dr. Girardi that we saw a few weeks ago. So it's finally fleshed out. We get to see what they um, talked about. I still think there's more to learn from this moment, but yeah. Definitely, because, <clears throat> well, first off, and I think we sort of already knew this, but the conspirators are aware of everything Picard's doing. Right. Maybe a little bit more than even we expected, because they knew every conversation he had, everything he said, every plan he was making. Right. So there was that. And then, of course, we get to see, sort of, what um, Dr. Girardi saw to make her... Right. Um, you know, kill Maddox. Now, here's the thing, though. We saw... It was very cryptic, <clears throat> the images. Right. And yes. there was someone being shot in the head, which was cool. It was mm. interesting. Yeah. Um, now, the ones that, like, there was a planet blowing up. Was it Earth? You know what? At this point, visions of Earth blowing up, I don't give a shit. And anyone in the Star Trek universe would be like, oh, really, this this bullshit again? Well, because, okay, now, first of all, it was not all that different from the vision that Burnham saw that spot from uh, Season 2 of Discovery, of what would happen yes. if Control gained sentience. So, yes. despite, and there were a lot of, a lot of the exact <clears throat> same images, and I think it was just special effects reuse, right? But I said to myself, "Are we going to be? Are we now facing another gal- potential galaxy-ending threat here? Galaxy-ending like, threats? Because, like, Star Trek has got to stop doing this because I we agree. know this is not going to happen. I agree. Discovery is nine hundred years in the. Well, we don't know if Earth still exists, but I, I don't. If they if they destroy Earth legit in Trek, I would be shocked beyond belief." Interestingly, though, then it would put the Federation on the same footing as the Romulan Empire. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> I still um, think they're going to do it. 
Yeah, so... well, the other question that I had is, we knew <clears throat> how Spock got his vision, right? Mind melding with the Red Angel. Okay, yes. Yeah. How did O get her? How does she know this? Yeah, that's... How does she know this? I, I mean, I don't even care. <clears throat> it almost doesn't matter. Well, you just asked the question. I know. I feel like it has to be asked, but it almost well, doesn't matter. Because we know it's... Here's the thing, because I thought about this too. It could be because Vulcans are so good at these... They have such great mental capacity. Yes. Even though Vulcans don't lie, although Trek has violated that rule many times. This Vulcan clearly is lying to everybody. I have no doubt that she would be able to create a facsimile for her. That may not even be real. Oh, shit. You know? Talk about... Hold on. Hold it. Hold the phone. That could be her way of manipulating. Right, but think. <clears throat> it's right out in front of our noses. What is much of the situation with Soji about? Is this real, or am I being manipulated? Right. Yeah. And so... that scene seemed very separate, but now I see it as a part of a whole. Yeah, I mean, I Perhaps. on the one hand, I can see, <clears throat> I can see it getting to that point because the synths did attack Mars and destroy Utopia Planitia, so. I could see this escalating and getting worse. However, we've that happened 15 years ago. We've not seen anything else right happen. And and that only leads me to, to another question, right? Like why are you why are the Romulans now trying to eliminate synths now? That happened 15 years ago. Right, but plus the Romulans we suspect were behind it somehow. Right. So what was happening in that 15 year period? Right. Right. And I mean we get little hints at it, but like Right. But and if still if having the synth attack was meant to stop the synth expansion, how is it that now they're back here? They've been outlawed. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if they've been outlawed, clearly it's that has helped because there hasn't been another attack. Right. I guess now this new synth rising yeah. although this new synth rising also well, I, I, is tied to uh, some sort of um, well, uh, well anyway some sort of prophecy about the destroyer. Well, I'm kind of I can sort of answer my own question too because the Federation has outlawed synths, right? So there's no there's no synths in the Federation. However, once news of Dodge and Soji comes about. Yes. That Maddox built these two synths. So now the Romans are sort of kicking it into high gear and say, Oh shit, there's there's two of them out there's two of them out there now. Yeah. Where is their you know, where did they come from? Are there more of them? Yes. Right. So it's not like you have all these synths that we saw that attacked Utopia Planitia just running around rampant, blowing things up. Right. Right. But also <clears throat> That would make sense, but the fact that also they are allegedly tied to this prophecy right. of the two and the destroyer and the non-destroyer or whatever mm. it is, that's that little extra bit that uh, makes strains credulity a little yeah. bit, so it's hard to... There's still questions out there, like, again, who is this destroyer? Does that yes. mean anything? Did they already so... know about the destroyer before? If so, why bother with the, with the worker droids on... Uh, Utopia Planitia, because they mm. clearly were not the destroyer. They destroyed Utopia Planitia. 
But they seem to talk about destroyers so, in like, yeah, uh, you know, Book of Revelations, end of everything. Well, let me ask you this because because of this Sorry moment. For my so Christian bias there. Actually, no, that's that'll be a Judeo-Christian bias. So it's no heavily, Revelations is New Testament. It's heavily implied. Christian bias. It's, Sorry. It's heavily implied that Commodore O asks Gerardi to kill Maddox, right? Yep. Did that thought even occur to us or to you that maybe she asked her to do that? Like when she killed Maddox a few weeks ago and we we were sort of wondering, you know, what the hell were the two of them talking about? And we knew that Commodore O was in on this whole thing and wanting to, you know, she's tied to this sort of Romulan conspiracy. But did that thought, it never entered my mind that that she could have asked her to do that. Like, did you think that that could have been a possibility at all? Did anybody? I mean, I didn't see anything Before we got the reveal. Yeah. Before the reveal, I'm talking, yeah. No. Like, it seems so obvious now, like, why I didn't... Wait, when did we get the reveal? She killed Maddox at the end of Stardust City Wreck. Two weeks ago. And... But we got the reveal of what the nature of their conversation was the other day. This week. This week. So, but... She Commodore O visited Gerardi in the second episode, I think. Yeah, but we, no, it doesn't show the scene. But did we ever even think maybe yes. she? Yes, we talked about it too. I I I don't think I tried. I don't think I connected those dots. I don't <clears> think <throat> I theorized about that. So we talked about the vision. What could the vision be that would make her want to kill? No, no, I'm uh, talking about when it happened. There's the scene a few like yeah, in the second episode. Him. No, no, I'm talking the scene when Commodore O visits Gerardi. Yes. A few, like in the second episode, but we don't actually see the conversation play out until yes. this week. So there was sort of there was an unknown there for a while. Like, what did they talk about? Yes. A couple weeks later, she kills yes. Maddox at the end of Stardust City Rag. Yes. This week, we finally find out what that conversation oh, yeah. was about. Yeah, I'm following you. But before, and that's revealed this week. But before that was before that was revealed this week, did we ever even think that maybe, and knowing that Commodore O is tied to this whole Zadvash thing, did we ever at all even consider that maybe, before this reveal, that she told she instructed Gerardi to kill Bruce Maddox? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. I definitely never had that. That thought never occurred. I think to me. I did. Yeah. When she killed him, it seemed very yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it made sense. It made sense. Because but I, I knew that there was that thing, the vision that will drive you crazy was mentioned way early. And that's probably and that's that could be what that vision was. Totally. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's gotta be what that was. Yeah. So. Uh, but here's the thing. Mm. I don't think the vision lived up to the hype of driving you crazy, although of course we only see snippets of it and we don't know what it's like to actually experience Well she did kill Maddox. Through a mind meld. Oh I know. Yeah. I'm not disputing the effects. I'm just disputing the setup right or the writing i guess which i had not something i've criticized much yeah so it's interesting it is it is so some questions i'm left with who's getting killed Mm. in that who is well we sort of get this one answered a little bit in the preview to next week you've got commodore o the first part of the vision is commodore o wearing her traditional or some kind of robe of Looks like more of a Vulcan. The Vulcan robe. Well, Vulcan. she is a Vulcan. Yes. At least. Yeah. Well, we know because we weren't sure. Yeah. 
Well, I always, I, ne- I never disputed that. I always knew she was. I thought you, but it could have been Romulan, and I've heard yeah. other people that are, you know, know Star Trek pretty well also feel good. But Vulcans and Romulans seem to be able to easily yeah. infiltrate each Just other without, without any problem, as I said. Um, <laughs> and I guess Romulans can turn into humans pretty easy, too, as we right. know from Narek's sister. Right. Well, it's easy to do that in Trek anyway. Like, we've seen throughout Trek, you know, our characters get made up to look like Klingons and stuff, and, you know. Yeah, to go it just seems Covenant, a little but... weird that she would be able to be that high up in Starfleet. Mm. Unless Commodore Olex snuck her in. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, so we see that. We see the close-up of... Was that one of the the B4-style worker droids that they show the close-up of the eyes? I wondered that. Yeah. Because it looked I actually thought it The was skin a... wasn't yellow. I actually thought it was Arium for a second. I've seen that around a bit. Yeah, because the skin was like, whitish. I thought it was Arium for a second. I wish. Could be. I still want that character. Can you to imagine if Arium <laughs> is Arium still floating out around the, out there someplace? I want Arium to matter so bad, and she just didn't. So still could. It's like we're left with some questions. And yeah. oh, so yeah, you were saying how Star Trek we're getting tired of tired of the world's universal yeah. Armageddon thing, yeah. and although we knew. The Enterprise in Next Gen was not going to be destroyed. You're talking about Universal Armageddon. Yeah, like, but the the stakes <clears throat> usually were: will the crew die? Which seems at yes. least more plausible than yes. will the world. The, the only episode with like the the die? only episode where like the fate of Earth lied in you know hung in the balance was Best of Both Worlds. Yeah, as far as I recall. Next gen, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, in Enterprise we had this. Because that was always well, that was always something that I'm just talking next gen. But that was always one of those plot devices that was always saved for the movies because Earth was always in danger in the movies. Yes. Yes. Right. Always. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be in all the movies. Well, and it has a big. And I think because it inherently has a large, it's a big scale type of thing. At that time, you could only seem to fully accomplish with a with a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I and this is not unique to Star Trek. Yeah. But, and I think I mentioned before, I am getting really tired of universe or existence or reality yeah. being in the balance. Yeah. Didn't and everything you, seems to need to push there. Didn't you get my, weren't you picking up my Wrath of Khan references now? McCoy's line? We're talking about universal Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. That's true too. But even then, it okay. seemed smaller scale. <laughs> didn't feel like it was universal Armageddon. Well, because it's not, it's only you made... just had one ship. It's only, <laughs> well... <laughs> It wasn't like... In Picard's case, anyway, it's only made clear in a vision. And we don't even know if that's true. It could just be... A, the whole thing could be a deception. To get her to do yeah. their dirty work for her. But it does also seem strange that we would have two new Star Trek shows. And yeah. both have a Vulcan getting a vision of the future where some yeah. Armageddon happens and then mind-melding it to someone. You know, something's occurring to me just now. Hmm. Why would they want to kill Bruce Maddox? He's the father of this whole thing. Wouldn't he be important? Oh, and he would have known where the planet was more than Soji would have. Right. I mean, duh. Yeah, Soji. Right. Um, maybe it was more important that Picard not get whatever information he had before them, because they probably knew if Picard had him, maybe her, her instructions were, if Picard gets him before we do, we kill him. Because if Maybe. he had lived, Picard would have had the information that Romulans would not have. Maybe. Although, but, they, but they already had her tracking device on her as established. So. They could have just followed them to the planet. Mm-hmm. 
But when she had Maddox in her possession, we know that she was already had that. We know she already had that tracking device on her anyway, even though we yeah. don't figure find that out until this week. Yeah. Although maybe we don't know anything about this tracking device. Maybe it's like short range. They didn't start following them until after they went to the cube, which means maybe they had to get close before they could pick it up, and mm. then Eric followed them, and he stayed pretty close. Possibly. But we're filling in... See, and these are um, small potential plot holes that we're having to fill in. I'm not saying they... Well, I'm not saying they... No, I'm not actually... So I'll take it back. I'm not saying they're plot holes, but... <clears throat> I see some potential writing tightening that needs to be happening. Well, I have to say, so, I'll just disagree with you a little bit because yeah. none of these thoughts occurred to me. Mm. And you know, if I see a plot hole, I'm going to fall away right into it. Right. Right. Yeah, it just, it seemed a little backwards to me that Maddox, who is the father to these two synths, that you'd want to, if I'm the Romulans, if I'm the Zodvash... I want to go after him because I know that he's going to be the one who has the information that can lead me to all of this. Right. That's a good point. That, that's all. That's all I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I totally bought the reasons for them having to, uh, having to kill Maddox, but you know, what do I, yeah, know? I so, that. so moving on to the Borg, the moments on the Borg cube. So, Rizzo, um, Narek's sister, Thank you. Um, is demanding to know where Picard went. Where Picard and Soji went. And I thought to myself, well, your brother's leaving to follow them. Surely she knows that Gerardi has a tracking device and will no doubt be going to Picard. Narek does, and he begins to pursue them. But I thought to myself, like, why is she bothering to try to get that information from them when he's just going to leave and follow them. You know, does she not realize that? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Maybe it would just make it easier. Maybe? Because then you could just warp there and be waiting. I, I mean, she's asking Hugh and, you know, where he is, but it's like, Chill. Your brother's your brother's going after them. Going after him. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. So. One thing I will say about what's her name? Rizzo. Rizzo. That's a really strange name for her. <laughs> I think uh, it's in quotations, though. It's not. One thing I will say about Rizzo. Well, I was getting mixed up with Rizzo and Rios. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Rizzo is a. She's a great. She's a great. One-dimensional villain. Oh, totally. I really Unbelievably so. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like especially later when she says, um, uh, what was it like, that's a treaty violation. <laughs> yeah, an asinine treaty violation. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. So, so, yeah, she's very enjoyable to watch. And then when we get to Nepenthe, finally. Well, before that, though. Okay. We once again get this reiteration of... Um, You've ruined the work of dozens of operatives across oh, yes, hundreds yes, yes. of worlds. Yes, yes, yes. Trillions of souls are now doomed. Meaning so that the sense could be the cause of all of this? Of could course. be the cause of all yes. these. Uh, I think it's interesting dozens of, of operatives across hundreds of worlds, so this is a bigger operation. Very mm. big operation. We already know of two in right. Starfleet. You know, yep. Well, 
Yeah, two in Starfleet. We got these idiots. Fanarics. <laughs> yep. Um, and my, my first thought there was, well, it was, where the hell is Eldor? Why is, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, is he hiding? I hope there are no operatives on Deep Space Nine. Why wasn't Elnor helping Hugh right then? I was surprised. But I guess if we find out later, he comes back. But Yeah. He could have, yeah, he could have been helpful in that situation. Yes. Um, one thing I noticed on, when so when we finally arrive on Nepenthe, um, the way that, this is just kind of an observation for me, but the way that Picard encounters Riker and Troy's daughter on his way to their home reminded me of... Um, when he encountered his nephew on the walk to his family's home in the episode family. Okay. Um, I like in. that. Huh? Fill us in on that. So in the, this is the episode family just after best of both worlds where Picard goes home to reconnect with his brother and sort of unwind. And so as he's walking on the trail to the house, he notices he's being followed in the bushes by a little kid. And it turns out to be um, his nephew, Renee. Maybe he's out hunting. Nope. Okay. Um, I also noticed that also Picard makes reference to the artificial heart which he received for being stabbed by a Nausicaan, as seen in the Next Generation episode Tapestry. Yes, I found so, that was interesting because I knew he had a heart situation, but I never thought of it as like a yeah. you know arrow-proof <laughs> metal heart. Right. Um, I have to say though that opening, I, I really liked it quite a bit. Well, I guess it depends because. It just felt like so many away mm. missions where yeah. that actually would be a hostile people that they have right. to win over, and I thought that's where it was going. So that was kind of fun. Um, so we finally get to see Troy and Riker, which was nice. We hadn't seen them. Actually, we haven't seen Riker and Troy since uh, the final episode of Enterprise, which was <laughs> after, after Nemesis. So that was the last time we saw them. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Great lightning, too. Yes. So... <laughs> Um, they haven't only been getting lost in, um, you know, VR history programs. I will say, though, like, Marina Sirtis really um, is playing the character as if no time had passed at all. Like, she's just fall- she just fell right back into it. Like, I, I did not at any point see an actress struggling to, re- to find a character again that she hadn't played in 15 years. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I think there was one scene that was weird, but I don't think it was her fault. I think it was... Frake seemed a little off to me, because he doesn't act much anymore. He directs, so... I think he was fine. He played it more like Frakes than he did Riker, I think. Yeah, but I think he's, you know, he's he's he's, he's in his... He's a hippie parent now, you know? He's going to be different. Yeah. He's more about chopping the... Making the yeah. perfect pizza than he is anything else. Interestingly... So I like that... The, I found it interesting that the house had shields... But then he mentions that he's been having trouble with the Zinti. The Zinti, that's an alien race established on the animated series. <laughs> yeah, so that's a nice uh, a nice little nod there. And so I wonder why, is they on a planet with them? Is, is he on their planet? They're, they're on that planet, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, um, I also noticed that, so in the discussion about Will and Deanna's deceased son, Thad, Thaddeus, that's a shared name with Riker's distant relative, Colonel Thaddeus Riker, though the spelling is different. So Colonel Thaddeus Riker was established on Voyager, the episode Death Wish. Interesting. Yeah. So. Thaddeus. It's got Colonel. sort of a Tiberius ring to it. Right. I was thinking of Thaddeus Stevens, the um, mm. abolitionist senator. Yeah, senator yeah. from the Civil War era. So a good uh, namesake. Also. Um, but I liked I liked that 
you know what we, how we were seeing Riker and Troy and just you know they're not he's not captaining a starship anymore he's although he's on active reserve as he said but they're on you know they just got this cabin out in the woods just raising their kid but they've chosen a very it. particular lifestyle yeah to be as close to sort of not even Earth now but Earth twenty years ago or something no four years ago. Just the fact that, so remember when Soji taking a shower outside, mm. and she's got two pipes coming in, one with hot water and one with cold water, she right. has to balance them. Right. You know, that's a choice. Because mm. they were in a point where they could just get in and say, like, shower, 72 degrees, and right. they would get it. Right. Um, but it goes to show you that what they're doing with those characters, I mean, is not all that different from what they're doing with Picard himself. I mean... Yeah, Picard's older, he's retired from Starfleet. But at least those other characters are not... It's not like they're still in Starfleet serving aboard starships, right? Like, they also have somewhat left that life behind yeah, as well. Yeah, that is cool because yeah. I think traditionally in Star Trek, when we've come back to characters, they've just been, oh, now they have their own ship. Right. That's kind of been the big like mm-hmm. change that we've seen with characters. Right. So this is, yeah, much better to see them. Out of Starfleet. Well, it also, Who are they when they're not in Starfleet? Well, it also... I've mentioned this before, but I really liked when Patrick Stewart said a long time ago that he was really inspired by Logan to do the show. And this is sort of... This is an area of Trek we've never really explored. Like, what happens to these characters after they are past their prime? What, are the, you know, what happens after they captain that starship? What do they do with themselves? After right. that, we only see them in space, in the captain's chair, on the bridge. Like, that's the only time we really see them. And Yeah. Occasionally, you'll get an episode, like you mentioned, Picard going to see his family or something. Right. Thing. But even wow. then, he's still the captain of the Enterprise. Yes. Right? What is life after Starfleet? Yeah. And yeah. we see it. It's, it's a very... Well, so we, it's interesting we get a parallel to Picard, because... Or a disparallel, because Picard had almost a similar life. He's on his vineyard, which is also fairly rustic for the future. Yep. And he's doing the whole wine business thing. Mm. But for him, it's not enough. <clears throat> he has that pull to go and yep. find adventure and whatnot. Whereas for Riker and Troy, they seem very satisfied in it. Yeah. Well, and I think the choice of lifestyle, you know, to your point, he lives on a rustic home. They live out in the woods. They've got water coming through pipes and stuff like that. Mm. That's a choice, right? That's not what life is like at that time. Yeah. But that's a choice of just, you know, because humanity at that point, people just have what they need. Yeah. Right? So it's interesting. Well, and why that's a choice of lifestyle. Why aren't they on Earth? Well, they said they're not on Earth because when their son, Thaddeus, oh, right. um, they needed the soil. got that infection, they... Regenerative yeah. soil. But it's interesting that, you know... With the banning of synths, I like that they kind of explored the neg- negative side, the more negative side, the personal side for what happens when they ban synths. Because had synths not been outlawed, their son would still be alive. Yeah, that was it. So, okay, so that brings that up. Yeah. So that's when. I don't know if you got this too, but so that's a later Nepenthe scene. Yeah. But. Uh, Diana's talking to Soji, and she sends away mm. Kestra. Yep. And 
and she's, you know, talking to her and asking her questions about her life. She tells her a little bit, but then the She's music, playing the counselor, as she always does. But the music turns, like, dark. Yeah. And then her tone changes, and I swear, I think, like, she just, what what's going on here? I thought she was, like, attacking Soji for, like, a good minute. Yeah. Did you, did you pick, did you get that? Um... And then it kind just, of, so I had but no idea what I didn't was kind so of, that... but I didn't read much into it. Okay. I think I think it was because she was she was playing counselor at that point, yeah. right? And I think she was trying to really kind of dig because she said earlier she says I can um, she looks human, she behaves human, but I'm not getting anything from her. Yeah. Because she doesn't have, she's like she can't read her because she has no because she's artificial, and I think she was really trying to, I think she was trying to dig at her to see what, what was in there. Yeah. Right. So I think I might disagree with you a little bit in that I think the actress. I'd have to see that. I'd have to see that again. Like, is it? Do you think it's the actress doing it, or it's something they wanted the character to do? I so at first I thought it was something that was planned. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that was just a weird moment where they didn't quite get the tone right out of the actor right. or the director or the music writer yeah. <laughs> or something, but the composer. Either. You're talking when Soji says, like, I don't trust you, I don't trust yeah, Kestra, I don't trust Picard, because, and then Picard yeah. comes over and then kind of... It was before that, because they kind yeah. of cut to yeah. Diana and she says something, and it's very... Maybe it was even when she was telling the story about her son. Mm-hmm. Too, it almost seemed like she, I got the tone that like she was trying to make Soji feel bad or blaming her. Just the tone that which she delivered, it was very weird. I think she maybe she was trying to trigger an emotional response somehow. Maybe you now, know, now we're filling now we're filling in. Maybe I well <laughs> again. I don't know if that's meant to be ambiguous though. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Was, I don't know if there's. I, I don't know if that's a seed being planted. Yeah. There. Was it planned or was it poor execution? Yeah. We may never know. So. Yeah. One thing in that initial scene, two things. So I have two theme things that came up yep. for me from this scene. So one, we have Kestra is walking. Uh, when they're walking, Picard, Kestra, Soji, mm-hmm. they're walking back. Um, Kestra spills the beans that she's an android. Yep. Or confirms it or something. But Kestra has a compass. Yep. And like I always say to my students... That she got from Captain Crandon. Crandall. Cran- I'm sorry, Crandall. Which it's Crandall? I don't know. Man, this Crandall's going to be... I, I don't know Crandon. what. <laughs> I don't know if we can trust this Crandall. Yeah, I, we haven't even seen but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. That's so okay. you're telling your students. So it's always tell my students, right? Uh, a writer is not going to put in an item. Yes. And dr- then have the character draw attention to it. I think we're it. saying this every week now, right? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Because unless it they're matters. making Well, they're making choice. They're making these specific choices. Yes. So, yes. So, she pulls out her compass. Yeah. What's that? It's a compass. It's supposed to show you north, but it's broken. I'm curious why she doesn't know that. But Now, uh, all that can make me think of is there, there's the expression like, your, your true north. Yeah. Your personal true north, which is like your guiding principles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that seemed like that had to be a theme. It's something about the compass and true north, and later she gives it to Soji. Yep. You know, because I think Soji's at this point where she's trying to figure like, what is her true north? What is driving her? What are her? Yeah. Uh, what's her? What drives her? What What does she believe in? What are her guiding principles? She doesn't really have any right now. She's kind of lost. Yeah. Let me ask you this: 
an observation I'm making. So now that Soji is activated as a synth, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we got an, I don't think we got enough scenes with Dodge to make this determination, but does she seem like more, does she seem more android like to you now? Like well, because she perfectly mimics the data head tilt so... and stuff. Like, Dodge, we only had a few the, minutes with, so I don't... Here's the thing. Yeah. That was the only moment that she did seem it. Yeah. We've never seen that held tilt before, not with Dodge. Right. Or Soji. But... So it seemed also like the writing was showing. But even... But the thing is, like, even the way she was, like, you know, to your point, a compass. Oh, what's that? Like, there were just... There were things that... There, oh. there was an aspect of curiosity that she was displaying... The same way that data did, right? I mean, data data would know what a compass is, but like she was yeah. asking things in the same way that data would. It was almost like she became very. I see what you mean. I don't want to. So, okay, I can't so think of the way to put this, but I like do, she became yeah. very sort of curious. I think is the best way. I think to put the compass it. is just because nobody but, uses compasses. Anymore. Well, because she didn't know what a, you know, there was the weird thing with the tomato and like the. Well, she, she explained she never had anything that didn't come from a, a, a replicator. Right. But she seemed through, wit- yeah. here's where you say it, right? So the flying through the kids' uh, fads invented language dictionary that was a very data like thing, right? Yes, because when you exactly. do that, you get a book, and that was the like, first I just read the complete works of Shakespeare. Well, well, and that was the and that was the um, that was right before the head tilt, right? Yes, but 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 but, 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 but. Dodge mm-hmm. was activated, mm-hmm. she. But she didn't know that she... I don't think she... She didn't... We got no indication Dodge, that Dodge knew that she was an artificial life form because nobody was telling her that. She was confused and trying to figure all this shit. She was still calling the mom AI. Picard never told her? In that last scene, anyway? I don't think Picard knew at that point. Oh, because he I don't think he found out until after the fact. Oh, yeah. Right? So... No, because he said, you were the daughter of my... Good friend. That's why he wanted to help her because he was a daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when he came, when she came to see him at Starfleet. Yeah. yeah, right. So, the, it's interesting. I find that they both had different responses to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I'd have to go back. Very calm. Well, I, I'd have to go back and watch. But like, think about think of it like this too. Soji was talking to the mom AI. She would faint. She fainted a couple of times. Dodge did not. That never happened to Dodge. Right. So, I do think that the fainting was a strategic thing. Right. Po- probably. So maybe they didn't have to faint. Potentially. Dodge My point is, I feel like they were both having... Like... The moment that sticks in my mind is when Soji, or excuse me, when Dodge is huddled out in the corner in the street and she's calling her mom AI, mom AI and her mom is saying, go to Picard, go to Picard. Dodge is having a bit of a meltdown at that point. Similar to the point when Soji's having a meltdown trying to figure out when she's, you know, um, uh, carbon dating all of her items and they say, what do they say, 36 months, something yes. like that. They, so, oh, yeah. it could be that Soji had more around her willing to, you know, re- revealing this to her. Yes. Dodge didn't really have... No. I, so if we think about it like this, Dodge was activated 
by a Via attempted kidnapping and murder. It was sort of, yeah. So she was in a chaotic, violent, traumatic situation. Right. So I guess it maybe it makes more sense that she would... It could be that the circumstances are different. more aggressively, whereas yeah. Soji figured it out by someone she thought she loved, like feeding her hints and then investigating herself, hmm. and then still thinking that that person was helping her, so she felt supported emotionally. Finding out he was trying to kill her, obviously that's traumatic. Yeah. But then immediately finding other people that seem like they're trying to help. The causes of this, of their activation, vary. Yes. And they both seem to have... And one was while her boyfriend was just murdered and she was about to be murdered, she thought. And both have different reactions to it all. That's what I think. Yeah. I would just think that there would be some similarities. Yeah, and Soji seems so very calm. But... Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. One other thing. All right. So, what are we? The big thing here is um, we're trying to find Soji's homeworld. Everybody's trying to find Correct. Soji's quote-unquote right. homeworld. Yep. Right? Yep. So they arrive on the Penance. Yep. And what's a big topic of conversation is that pizza. <laughs> I know. For the first twenty minutes. Yes. It's all pizza. So Thad, the son of Troy and Diana, didn't have a homeworld. So he invented a homeworld. Yep. He populated it with languages and civilizations and creatures. Um, so I think that there's got to be some connection thematically to trying to find Soji's homeworld and talking about this kid who invented his own homeworld. And leads me to wonder... Is it possible that Soji's homeworld is actually invented? Or that she could invent one later for, for herself, or like make one her own when she has to? Mm. And why do we spend so much time hearing about this invented homeworld? Hmm. That's my thematic question. What is that trying to tell us? Yeah, I feel like a version of this on the show has come up with Soji before. Like, in my mind, I keep thinking, like, was there some line somewhere that said we all come from somewhere or something like that? Or, hmm. Yeah. Another thing that seems weird... Can't recall. For all the deception that she has faced, hmm. she still clings to this idea that she's going to her home world. When she learns... It's odd that she thinks that's real when everything else has been a lie. Yeah. And yet she's holding on to this going to my homeworld somehow is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Seems odd that everything else, she, you know, I was created, I was lied to, the person who created me was part of lying to me, and yet I want to go back to the place where my father yeah. was from. I it don't, seems like she has some comfort in that idea of going I don't, back to her homeworld. I'm beginning to, I don't even think, I don't even know if she has a homeworld. There would have to be, I think it's some kind of like deception simulation type of deal or just the world where he had his lab that he made her right because it was odd too because then diana said it's like you're gonna go to a world you're gonna go to a planet to destroy a single lab like yeah is there any implication and they said the planet doesn't have a name it has a number right so it probably means it's not known to be habited inhabited yeah but it's odd too that Diana said your homeworld is in danger, as if she has some actual connection to this homeworld. It's not like telling Picard Earth is in danger, like he cares. What is her connection to it? 
Right. Because in the way the Romulans talk, it's almost like we think we're going to find a whole planet of Dodgers and Sojis. Which doesn't really seem like that would be the case. So I don't know why they're going there. I guess that's it. Maybe to solve the mystery of who she is, where she came from. That, that makes sense, actually. But they don't frame it that way. They don't say, let's go there and find out who you are and where you came from. They say, let's go to your home world. We need to save your home world. Yeah, because I'm wondering, like... They say it doesn't have a name, but it has a number. And I know Data is from Omicron Theta. So it couldn't be Data's world. Well, there's like... Um, well, SETI Alpha 5... That's it could just, just be a planet number, right? Right. So maybe it's a similar thing. System number. And I know that Dr. Noonien Soong was on... What the fuck was it? It was like Terlina 3 or something, I believe is what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for us, it would be like... Yeah. I don't know, Sun yeah. 4 or like whatever... It's interesting because Doc, Data's creator, Dr. Noonien Soong, is never brought up. And as we mentioned, lore, for some reason, is never brought up. Um, so, and we don't know, I mean, we're assuming Maddox is a human. I mean, well... No reason to believe it. No, he must be. I mean, yeah. Unless Soong made him... But you know Trek, they're just aliens that look human. Oh, yeah. So there are humans I that look... Yeah. I thought you meant um, I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pull from Lord Star Trek Lord to see if there's anything, <laughs> yeah, see if there's anything in there that I could that could maybe lend us lend me a clue, but I'm kind of coming up short at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it, it, it's curious to me, I guess. So, so um, oh, one more thing I love in that first event scene is uh, <laughs> when he's telling um, Riker about what's happening. And he says, what did I tell you when you were going to rescue that place? He says, you said I would... He said, you really want to be ass deep in Romulan. <laughs> that was great. If only he had said it like that. Like that. Um, so, back on the La Serena, the, sh- uh, the, the ship. So, we can clearly see that Gerardi is now struggling with this whole idea of um, leading them to leading um, them to recover with the tracking device that's inside of her. So, and you can tell she's trying to steer them away from having to go to that planet, even though they're hell-bent on finding Picard. She's trying to tell them, get them to not go there, because she knows where it's going to lead. Um, Wait, what do you mean, knows where it's going to lead? Well, she knows she has a tracking device in her. Mm-hmm. And she knows that Picard has Soji. Yes. And I think as a result, and as a result of her conversation with Commodore O, they know that if they find Picard, knowing that Picard has Soji, mm-hmm. that's going to lead to trouble because Narek's following them via right. the tracking device. Exactly. And he knows that they're going to go to Picard. So she's trying to, and they're trying to lose Narek. Well, they know they're being followed, but they're trying, they're trying to lose him. And yeah. she's trying to get them to not go. Yes, but here's my question. Because last we saw, she killed Maddox. You know, I didn't see right. anything happen to make but her Narek, change. But Narek wants Soji, and Soji is with Picard, and they are going to Nepenthe to get Picard. Right, but so they're leading Narek to him. Right, and Soji. Doctor Girardi, I see nothing to suggest that Doctor Girardi is no longer on Team Commodore O. Like nothing happened. What happened? Why she put herself in a coma? No, no, no. Before that, before that. So you were saying that 
she was trying to steer them away from Picard. Yeah, there's a conversation she has on the bridge with them. I know. Saying, do we no, really have to you. go? Yeah. I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, since she was willing to kill Maddox, right. why is she now not willing to lead them to Picard? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just saying, we, we've seen no... We've gotten no... We've seen no reason for I'm, her to change... I don't know the reason. I'm just saying that she's trying to get them to not go there. Exactly. But I'm, I'm wondering... I, I, but I, to your, it I'm agreeing with you. I don't know me. why. I have, I have no idea. It doesn't, I have no me. idea why. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. saying it doesn't make sense. Well, it, and, and actually, even going back to the Maddox thing, I yeah. should have mentioned this earlier. I mean, the two of them were in love. Oh. So yeah, she was able to kill someone she was formerly in love with. Her mentor, her... But at le- but again, this is what I mean when I say I, I feel like there's another part of this conversation we're not seeing because why why it seemed to me like she had no problem killing the person that she was involved with. Yes. At the request of somebody that she didn't even know. Well, that she saw the vision. I I don't I don't know something something just I feel still feel like there's a piece missing. Well, let's assume she shows her this vision of whatever it is. Well, the vision, I think, that's what made her crazy. Well, yeah. Let's say that the vision is the Earth being destroyed and all human, all living things being wiped out, right? Right. Oh, my God, that's horrible. They say, you can stop it if you kill Maddox and lead us to this synth life, right? Right. That's probably how the conversation went. Maybe. But we did say there was that vision that could make you crazy, and I think that could be what made her crazy. That could be the vision that made her crazy. But I don't think it was just craziness. I think they told her what needed to be done. I mean, it's it's a subjective term. But yes, yeah. But I think they, they gave her direct instructions. They said, "This will happen unless you help us." Mm. How can I help? Kill Maddox, and lead us to blah blah blah. Here's a pill. Chew it. Swallow it. Right. But then she puts herself in a coma and decides not to go right. through with the whole thing. That's why I just wish that we had no. We know why. Because she was totally mm-hmm. on board, and now she's suddenly not. Right. And I'm. I feel unsatisfied that I don't know what changed her mind. Right. And I don't think it was red velvet cake. Though it might have been. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, that's what I mean. Here's a strange thing yeah. with that. Yep. Did you think Rafi suspected something when she took her? I thought like, oh, Rafi knows because she was acting very strangely. She's like, you know, come on with me. You know, I, I thought she knew somehow she was going to get it out of her. But no, she was just giving her cake. I don't know. There's a bit of, actually, so in this episode, there's been a few scenes that I just... There are things that need more clarity. Well, there are, I, there's definitely things that need more clarification. Like, there are so many, like, cloudy moments where I'm just like, I just, I need, and this could be intentional. I don't think it's, I don't think they are active. I don't think they were, like, accidentally avoiding us. I'm sure we're all going to find this out. I hope we all, I hope we find this all out. But there were these weird gray areas that I just feel like, I, I'm like, hold on, I need a little bit more here. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, and I guess if anything, we've seen that with Doctor Girardi anyway. They'll yeah. give us her motivation an episode or two later. Right. So we can get another flashback. Oh, here's why she changed her mind now. Yeah. She um, she mind melded with a red angel. But this is the first episode that there have been moments that I totally misread the characters and realized in the moment, like, oh no no, that's not what they were doing. So I find that a little. That's the yeah. first slight. This is the, the biggest disappointment I've had in the show is that something about the execution is not working in a couple. Yeah. I do have this note here where it says, pretend the dinner table is the ready room of the Enterprise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and it was great because that scene figured out the whole thing. 
Right. That's what would have happened had they been on the ready room of the Enterprise. Yes. And... By the way, that cabin... Yes. I believe that is the cabin from the movie The Great Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'm not joking. I, I'm like, I, I believe it. That would be funny. Yeah. I, I saw that movie in the theater since I was a kid with my family. Um, 1988? No. Yeah, so a few things. Um, oh, one thing I think, this is a prediction. Mm. I think that um, reading, Soji reading Thad's dictionary and knowing his language, I feel is going to help later somehow. Yeah. You know, like it's going to yeah. get him out of a jam. Right. Because it just seems like that would be cool. Um, also, I really like the conversation between Will and Picard. Yep. Because. When they're walking through the woods drinking coffee. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they all feel like advertisements for a REI or no. something. No. Well, because there's a scene where the two of them are walking through the woods. If this is the same one you're talking about. And Picard calls his crew Motley. And I'm like, that's exactly the word I was looking for a few weeks back when I was trying to describe his crew. Because that's. Perfect. Yeah, I can never call a crew Motley just because yeah. of the band. They um, ruined that term for me. So they have this conversation, and mm. Picard is... Essentially, Riker's calling out Picard for his arrogance, which is cool. Right. And I think it's great character moments, because obviously, if anyone can do that, it's Will. Right. Yeah, it's um, when he's shoving the pizzas in the oven. You know, yeah, typical, Picard, <laughs> typical Picard arrogance. It just And that was another one where it just read very actorly. <laughs> Yeah. I keep saying readily and actually. It's like the actors are like, I need to be doing something with my hands. Right. They're like, all right, you make a pizza? <laughs> yeah, yeah, make a pizza. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe he just wanted to make a pizza. Like, right Actually, let me, ask, actor did. let me ask you a question about that scene. I don't know if you have the notes written down. It How did you feel that Riker pretty much guessed the entire show in that moment? Um, I thought it was okay because they made it make sense. Right. Because he worried about cloaking. Yep. So he knew it had something to do with them. I think, though, the one part that I don't like, which I mentioned before, was the fact that that was the only time we ever saw any of the sense do a data head tilt. And that was the thing that clued him off. So, oh, lucky us, right. she does it at the exact moment that he needs a clue. Right. But, other than that, I thought it was fine. It made sense. I mm. believed it. Um, I like how he's telling... We, uh, Picard is so arrogant that he's saying, oh, no, I can't tell you what's going on. I f want to protect you far so much. Mm. And Will basically says, you know, just because if you don't tell someone, it doesn't mean that they're safe. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, how are you so arrogant that you think if you just hold, withhold information that it's not going to affect us? Mm. Like, if we're in danger, we're in danger, whether you tell right. us or not. Right. Um, but the house has shields. I'm sure his uh, vineyard has shields, too. It didn't because the Romulans got in. The Zod the got well, they in. They might have unshielded it. I'm really, by the way, missing Picard's roommates. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to see them again. Me too. Me too. Um, oh, one fun thing in that scene too, if you notice, also giving an actor something to do, but while Will was talking, Picard walked over and he's like, oh, do you mind? Speaking of drinking, mind if I have the wine? And he's like, he's like reading everything. He's like snobbing out on the wine. He's reading <laughs> everything, right? And he pours it in and he's sniffing it like, what the fuck? You know, he's a vineyard guy. He's pulling a very he's, fra a, he's pulling a Fraser Crane. He will basically, yeah. But he has more yes. uh, re right to, given that he is a uh, <laughs> yes. wine man. He's a wine core. he's a wine snob. Yeah. Yeah. Um So uh, I, I thought character wise it was great. Yeah. And that's another reason why I said nice, because like I've said, one of the things that people like about the old T V shows and why they were always the same. Yeah. 
is that you want to check in with the people that are like a family and you right. like hanging out with them. And it was like, I liked hanging out with them again. And I didn't care that it felt a little goofy at points and the daughter character I didn't love. I my, just let my, it go. My only worry about the show right now, and you could call it minor, but the things that you and I are discussing, we were saying like, like there are all these little things cropping up that we're, that we just, we're not sure of. I, I sort of said, Oh, the kids seem like sort of gray areas. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like that because I think it's because I'm I'm getting fearful that they didn't I don't want to get fearful that they didn't properly think out the entire premise and that certain elements of the premise create plot holes somewhere down over here or over there. Right? Like I'm I'm so far we've it's been pretty good. But, like, as the viewer, like I was doing in, with such sweet sorrow, I don't want to have to say, well, no, because the solution's right over here. Why did you come up with this? Yeah, I, I think... We're, Do you know what I mean? I, yes, yeah. totally. Like, like we talked about at length in Discovery yeah. Season 2, where we right. just say, all they needed was one line. It would have made sense. Right. But here's the thing. I still feel that we are in good hands in this show. I do, too. And honestly, these small bits... I think every almost every show is going to have some things that are not totally laid out properly or mm-hmm. that totally makes sense. And I think the show is very minimal. I think it's because I've been burned so many times by other shows in the past mm-hmm. that it's clear that they didn't properly think out their premise for, for a season. Yes. Or just kind of for their show in general. Yes. And all of these tiny questions crop up that don't get tiny questions or even potential plot holes that either don't get answered or don't get fixed. The only one that I'm worried about, mm. which I mentioned it many times, is if they never mention lore. That's the only one that would really drive me crazy. Right. I'm, I'm lore, but lore and also um, Data's daughter, his, his lol. What happened to her? Starfleet was going to bring her back with them, and then she kind of committed the equivalent of android suicide. Oh, okay. Well, she's dead. But what I'm saying is, she was never she was never mentioned either. It's like, oh, your data's daughter. Like nobody ever said. She oh, did. remember he had a daughter before? Lol. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But you so, know, to Picard at that time, she was a toaster. But the and thing eventually is, she wasn't. But what I'm saying is. The context is there. Yeah, and... but that would be almost like an Easter egg, because she's dead, so it doesn't matter. Well, okay. But lore is important Lyle, and still alive. Lyle, yes. yes. Lore is... So I went back and watched the final few minutes of Descent, just to make sure that I was um, yes. calibrated here. But data, all, we find, all we know is Data says lore has been deactivated and has to be disassembled. Disassembled what? is not destroyed. Was he? I, we Who don't know. Who's going to disassemble him? Exactly. We don't know. I mean, are we left to think that somebody from the Enterprise did it? Like, we don't... That's That particular thread is yes. not followed up on. And as we had pointed out with um, what Hugh's final line in Descent was, I think that this show is picking up on those two threads. And, well, at least one of them. I have to believe, if Lore does not come into this somehow, mm-hmm. like, I don't... Why is he not in a drawer like before? 
He should have been in a drawer right next to before if it was Starfleet that, that disassembled him. Right. Maybe he was in the drawer right above. Nobody opened it. But even the fact that... Because he had the positronic thing they needed the whole time. Well, right. And so you think to yourself, well, the scimitar was incinerated. There's no way Data could have survived. But it never even right. occurred to um, Picard in the beginning to say... What about Lore? What about Lore? Yeah, we got him somewhere. Yes. And and that's the thing, like, uh, but the other thing, right? This is I hate to say it, this is another one that could be. Let's say they don't want to use lore because it complicates the story they wanted to tell. All you need is one line. Data had a brother who had a positronic train, but Starfleet thought he was too dangerous, so they had him destroyed. I Done. Th- you know what it is? I f- in a way I feel like that potentially complicates the mystery because now you're looking for you're looking for Dodge, you're looking for Maddox, and now you're looking for lore. Right, so that's like I said, just put it one line. Right. He was too dangerous, so they destroyed him. Although maybe that doesn't make sense because... Well, hold on. Are we saying that we were disappointed Lore hasn't been mentioned because we want Lore to appear? I don't know. I just want Lore dealt with. Yeah. I don't want him to pretend Lore didn't exist because the story requires that. I think it's because I think it's because that, as far as we know at the moment, he could potentially be the key to some of this or answer some of these questions. And we're saying like, and we're out there going like, well, yeah. What about Lore? You got, he's out there somewhere. Like that yeah. could be the reason for all of this. Like, right. or are they gonna want to save that to be a reveal for somebody who's not too familiar with it? Maybe when but they get to the world. Because remember, I said we haven't seen Brent Spiner since the first episode. Remember, so. I said I want Maddox to be with Lore when they find him. Yeah, he wasn't. Mm. But maybe when they get to this home world, maybe the Lore's there because we know Maddox found. A positronic brain to get a cell from a neuron, quote unquote. Well, he made a posit- he made a positronic brain as established in Measure of a Man. He right, but he his has, wasn't as. But his was not because perfect, the, correct. he needed a neuron from Data or any positronic brain in order to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So he got a neuron somewhere, or he found a different way to do it. So we know he didn't get a neuron from Data. Couldn't get a neuron from before because they weren't advanced enough. Mm. So that leads us to either he came up with a new way to do it, or he got one from Lore. I mean, really, if you think about it, even going way back to Measure of a Man, they made this whole stink about wanting to get Data, and Data could have just said, go find my brother and experiment on him. Yeah, he's, he's already not... disassembled in a drawer. He's not in Starfleet anyplace. Yeah. Go well, find Lore. Apart, he's already taken apart. Right. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about Lore. Like, at that point, no, yeah, we'd yeah. already met Lore once. Oh, it's okay, like, so go, he not taken go, apart yet. Go find him. Yes. Yeah, he's, you know. So. Yeah, take him apart. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants him. Yeah. Well, maybe they just too nice. He wouldn't want to sell out his brother, even if he is an asshole. Yeah. I'm disappointed that Hugh died, but I'm also not surprised. I was surprised yeah. and disappointed. There were moments in the trailer where I thought it was Hugh dying, but it wasn't. It was when Seven was clutching Echeb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in the trailers, I thought, oh, that's going to be Hugh. So I kind of, and even though that wasn't him, but I was kind of right anyway that Hugh did die after that. But, um,. Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed by it. I was hoping he would have been a little bit more um, involved in all of this, but or at least go out heroically. I think he did in one way. I mean, he would not have died if he hadn't yeah. helped Picard, so there's that. Yeah. I did... It was nice to see them reunite. Yes, yeah. and I... Although I said, he seemed a little too happy to see Picard. <laughs> I didn't know he was that fond of him. Mm. Um, but I want to know more about all of that, like yes, yeah. I want to know more about 
what he did because that's how Descent ended, and it seemed like that's the thread they were picking up on. I think it was from the Bor- ex-Borg support groups that mm. I imagine in my head happened with Seven and Nine, Hugh and Picard. And but the thing is, people. I think you kind of got what you wanted. I, I mean, Hugh of. Hugh was sort of overseeing that, like making sure that they were, you know, getting yes. the help they needed. But I think that the next step was them now getting into a support group and yes. talking about their experiences. Right. They were just, yeah. So it, I think you, you kind of got what you wanted. A little bit, yes. Yeah. But also, we didn't, the ones we've seen so far, the XBs have not had much personality. Right. So it's, you know, we only, actually, the only XBs with personality we've seen are Picard, Seven to Nine, and Hugh. Everyone, seven didn't and have, the guy who recognized Lucutus. Well, Seven did not have much personality at first. So. Well, right. Yeah. That's, yeah, totally. That, yeah. that is all true. And even um, Hugh, Hugh was... Had, Hugh had some personality, but he was an XP for... He had for, to be pulled out of him, you know? He was an XP for a lot longer, so... Right. Yeah. But still, he was very... Um, you know, mm. he didn't... Uh, if it weren't for Jordy, he would have had less personality, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that we saw a lot of him, but we didn't get a lot from him as a character. No. We didn't get him as a character till Picard showed up. Otherwise, he was just kind of in the background running things. He was kind of the bridge between the two... The two stories going on. Yes, but, but I would um, like to see him do more. I guess he had some scenes with Soji that were cool. Yeah. But yeah, I would have liked to see him. Do, what is it? Honestly, I would like to see more of his work with the XBs and whatnot. But, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it would have been cool if he was around. It's just here's the thing: you have Echeb, Maddox, and Hugh, mm. all characters from like side characters from the original '90s group of series. Mm. and they all died right so. okay i will say though because seven's coming back next week if they do kill her off i'm gonna blow a gasket that would be poops i don't want them to do this whole it's like what they're doing with the star wars films they're just they're killing <laughs> off people from the original films and it's like Kylo stop Ren it it's gonna come in and say let the past i mean die. i mean look carrie fisher died yes but you didn't have to make leia die yes you did no you i don't think you did Why'd you have to make her die? It's the last movie anyway. Why'd she have to die? Uh, um. <laughs> uh, I guess because the actress was dead, so you couldn't I, have her be alive. But you're not going to make another one with Leia anyway. It's the last movie. She could. She didn't have to die. Uh, oh, you know what? Though I'm going to bring it back on topic. Because <laughs> you know I'm right. Uh, sure, we'll go that way. Um, did you notice Dr. Girardi says, uh, you know, I want to be the one when they're trying to get away from Narek. I want to be the one to say we should land on a comet and then find out it's a giant whatever. Gormagander. Yeah. Yep. I have that on note. Solo, anyone? Oh, that's not where I was going with it. A Gormagander. We saw a Gormagander on Discovery. Right, but yeah. Han Solo, anyone? Land your ship on a comic because you're trying to hide out because you're getting chased and you find out it's not. It's a gigantic thing. Oh, yeah. Didn't they kill off Han Solo? That's not the point. <laughs> she was referencing... Yes. Yes. Empire Strikes Back, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is weird for Star Trek. If they were. The Romulan Empire was striking back. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying. I hope... They don't kill Riker and Troy, and they would never. They would never do that. They better not do that. Um, 
so I have some general comments. Um, do you have anything else you want to bring up before I uh, move on to those? Let's see. Um, it was, uh, it was so, well, the ending, we didn't discuss the we're ending. We're talking actually. about Q. Yeah. And it was interesting that, it... oh, so the person that we've really not talked about at all yet. Yep. Except his absence. Narek? Nope. I mean, Narek was there, but. The um... other one, the other hot Romulan. Narek. No, the other hot Romulan. The other hot. I don't. The the sister. No, she's hot, but the other hot. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. (laughs) Hold on, I got it. Oh, 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 Elnor. Thank you. Well, we yeah, we did sort of. We just said how he wasn't in that scene, but he does things in this. Yeah, I mean, he fights with. Yes. With um. And they speak in Romulan. Yes. Well, and he calls for seven of nine at the end. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what he was doing. He calls her back. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad you said that, because I didn't know what that thing was. Um, well, she gave that to Picard. She says, if you ever need a yeah. Fenris Ranger, and then he give me a to call. Find it hanging somewhere? Yeah. I assume she gave, it to some, she gave one to somebody else, too. And he used it to do a, send a Fenris. Yeah, that, okay, yeah. Because I, I had that note. Fenris SOS. It's a Ferris. I had Ferris SOS. No, Fenris. <laughs> Fenris Ranger. Yeah. Um, it was on with Hugh when he said... Oh, no, uh, yeah. I was that much of a hopeful fool again. Yeah, well... For a moment. I don't know yeah. what he's referring to. He's, um... He's hanging out to, you know, help Hugh, and clearly did not succeed because Hugh died, and... Yes. Um, he did pretty good. He did. Like, I think... She was a very good... Rizzo was a very good... Uh, well, it's gonna be... Speaking. It's gonna be interesting to see how Elnor is gonna get reunited with them. I'm assuming, you know, because the ready room showed the scene from next week, so Seven does return. Right. And, um, and also, I'm assuming he's going to go with her. Yes, and he's told yeah. you can activate the queen room with all the way you can control everything yeah. with an XB. So maybe that's why. He's oh yeah, actually you're right though. So they'll probably. Yeah. Yeah. Though I was, I, I didn't know, I, I didn't re- recognize or remember the SOS um, fob. Yeah. So I was just thinking he was gonna find a rando and say, "Hey, listen, I was I'm Hughes' friend. Can you help me?" <laughs> and get right. In there. Because nobody really on that Borg vessel is a threat. Like none of the XPs anyway. No. Yeah. Of course the yeah. The Romulans yeah. on board are though. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting when you know we got to see a little Romulan uh, fighting mm. and how she said, "This is not how we fight. We fight hand to hand." But then mm. she pulled out knives. <laughs> Well, you got to hold knives in your hand. Yeah. And I really liked that last scene. A, yeah. I liked how she killed Hugh. Just the way in which she did it was so slick. Yep. I'm sad she did. Me too. But... And then I really liked what happened when um, Elnor tried to kill her. It was very cool. She, she They beamed her away like just at the last yep. second. That was pretty cool. Yep. So Transporters have a, have a uh, very dramatic effect. Yeah. Have a flair for the dramatic. Yeah, because the knife went right through where she was. It would have yep. worked. Um... um... Overall, how do you feel about the extreme ending of it, though? I mean, um, Gerardi put herself into a coma. Yeah. So they wouldn't be tracked any further. Narek lost them after that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've 
don't, I don't know, know because we just I just don't know what to think of this character. Me either because she's bouncing all over the place. Yeah. And I don't know why. I wish I knew why. Like, you know, there's no indication that she's been won over by their bravery or their willingness to help people. Yeah. Yeah, because the first when we first when we meet her, I mean, she's a very she reminded me a lot of Tilly. Mm-hmm. She um, still does. She still does. Cake. But you know, I'm sure that Rafi thought she was going to go give her alcohol or drugs, and she goes, "Is it cake?" But that was a very Tilly move. But she killed Maddox, and but she's she's battling herself because she's as I said, she's killed Maddox and. Narek can find Picard and Soji because of her. So she's sort of... It's almost like she's... She's a very conflicted character. She's redeeming herself in some ways. But me as a viewer, I don't really know what to think at this point. Right. Because, yeah. like I said, if we had any window into what she was thinking, maybe then we could understand it. I, I mean, guess we've seen her break down when people mention Maddox a couple he, times, so maybe she feels guilty. She breaks down a lot Yeah. in the show. So maybe she feels guilty for killing Maddox. She breaks down on a Michael Burnham scale. <laughs> because Burnham has a crying fit in like every episode. Yeah. Yeah. But um, again, I but don't even, think that they've given us enough for me to believe her transformation. But even when she killed Maddox, I just thought to myself like, hmm. Like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel she was a, th- for some reason I didn't feel she was a threat in that moment. I think only because I didn't, you know, if she had killed seven then i would have oh yeah she killed her. a man who was already but almost dying she killed somebody who was in who while was integral to the plot up to that point she killed somebody who was only in one episode of next gen and who was almost dead and said machines save him right so but it did show a certain if she's willing to kill this person like i've said many times her former lover and her mentor hmm. then she kind of seemed like she'd be capable of anything so I hope we right. get a good explanation as to why she did what she did. Now, this is sort of a technical question and maybe doesn't matter that much, but I wondered, what did she do? Did she do something that disabled the tracking devices and that caused the side effect of her? She replicated that hypospray. She injected herself with something, putting herself into a coma, and I think the coma just maybe automatically deactivates that. Right, because that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't see why it would though. I know that's that's the weird thing. Yeah. Like it's just a device that's it inside work of her you. Brainwaves. Yeah. Or does Whatever, it? I mean, that. it has to be chewed. I, I guess know. it could be either way. Yeah. Because the other way would be that she had something that would disable them, but it would cause the side effect of her going into a coma. Right. Which that works too. Yeah. So anyway, she put herself at great risk to stop helping the quote-unquote bad group. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what to think of this character right now. No. Not yeah. Not. So. She seems to be back on their side, though. I don't think she's on my side, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, did you kind of wish that she just would tell them? Yeah, it because. like she almost did. They haven't found out about that. They haven't no. found out what, she done, what she's done. Are they going to find out what it, she has done? I don't know. And she almost told Rafi. But then something right. happened. Right. And she had to run off at the last second. Yeah. Which is classic. <laughs> so there still has to be that reveal, potentially, that they find out that she killed Maddox. 
Yes. So, um, I'm expecting that to be the case. I but... expect it next week because there was a scene where Picard took a very stern tone with her. Yeah. So where do you feel like this season? Well, it's not the end yet. No. Okay. But what do you feel like this is building to? I mean, it was clear in Discovery that was, this was building to like some kind of a conflict with Leyland and, and Section Thirty One and you know the battle at the end. There's definitely a collision course at work here. Like Narek and Picard are gonna come head to head, but that's that's kind of all I got at the moment. Maybe that's all it's gonna be. I don't know what the scale of that is gonna be. Right, but... because we sort of have two things happening. One is the planet that has a number, no name. Yep. And two is the which I didn't think would be the case, but the board cube, given what we saw from the next week, got me a little nervous because I saw a lot of uh, tiny ships. Yep. Yeah. I don't love tiny ships. Lots of them in a battle. Yeah. So um, maybe we're going to get two things. Maybe one is going to be um, Seven of Nine and her group trying to liberate the cube. Yep. I can see that. And then we'll also have the... Actually, now that you think of it, though, I think Seven of Nine and her group are going to be helping... are going to help Picard. Yeah? Yeah. Because, as I said... I'm I'm seeing Narek coming head to head with Picard in the end, right? This could be in like this could be okay. in the season finale for all I know. And I think Seven's going to show up and lend a hand with her Fenris Ranger friends at the end, kind of like with Elnor with her. Yeah. But here's a question: like the way Lorel showed up, and then the way oh no, and then the way uh, no, you know. Saru's no. sister showed up. No, like, are you kidding? Be... <laughs> no, that can't be it. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm worried, though. I don't want it to culminate in a big battle. I do not want the, se- se- the season to culminate in a big battle. I mean, they don't really. They only have one ship, and they don't really have the... I know, but... I don't know. Fenris Rangers yeah. might have many ships. Does it still feel to you, though, to be a much... Like, I don't feel like... I don't feel like new things are being introduced and getting piled on, and I'm worried that they're going to... I don't have that sense that things are not going to get resolved in the end, right? Because I feel like the story's being told in, in a pretty, like... I'm just going to say in a pretty effective way, but, like, questions I have are kind of evolving because I'm just getting more information, and so... It's kind of yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't. I'm not worried. Like we were with Discovery season two. I think I, I trust we're in good hands still. Cause yeah. Here's the thing. Whenever I've been a little bit nervous, they they've not led led me down. And no. I was a little bit nervous when the battle started on the board queue, but it was tasteful. It didn't last that long. Mm. It had a purpose. Well, but again, and we've said this a few times, but. We were getting worried about Discovery, maybe like, even as early as like a third of the way through. Yes. We were like, because I remember the moment when when I said, are they going to be able to? Yes. And then yeah. I think it was when Spock walked into that ready room when right. it all well, blew up. And to that point, and you and I suspected, here we go, tanking on Discovery again, but. Only season two. You and I, su- you and I suspected 
for a long time that um, they didn't properly plan out the entire season. Yes, and, and you gave me the information. And then I find, and then I find out. So they changed showrunners. They don't. So there was a lot of behind the scenes shakeup, right? So I was willing to say, okay, that could be the reason. Then I find out that it's on the Blu-ray, I believe. So the episode that in, that so the episode about the I think it was the sphere data no so they were, they were going to do an episode about the effect the effects that the that a universal translator has on a civilization which I thought which I thought was kind of cool because that to me seems like a like a Star Trek type of allegory totally. like the the effects of what effects technology has on a civilization yeah, imagine that. A civilization with every bunch of groups speak different languages. Suddenly, they have a universal translator. Right. And out of and so out, they didn't do that obviously. And out of that, the idea for control was born. And the sphere data suddenly became more important because at that point, the sphere episode had been had taken place, and so, and that's why I remember what, and it was obvious. I remember what like, like four episodes later, suddenly the sphere data became important yes. again. And I was yes. like, why is this, why are they bringing this yep. back? And I remember the first episode of it, we thought it was kind of cool because it was right. sort of like a Star Trek right. thing. Like, oh, all this right. knowledge. Right. And then it was gone. And we're like, oh, cool. They're doing the one-off episodes. It's great. And all of a sudden, the sphere's back. The sphere's the most important goddamn thing. Right. They're going to go into the future to save the sphere from the enemies. So. It all became about the sphere. So. In other, so maybe it's a different type of beast, right? It wasn't that they didn't properly plan out the season. They just felt like they got a better idea and readjusted everything. Yeah. Which... And it was not... Well, I don't know what the original Because they, they visited the sphere. Then they moved on to some, a couple other things. And then, like, yeah, like five episodes later, the sphere data became important again. Yes. And then control comes in. And then they say... Oh. If control gets the data, it becomes it achieves sentience, and we're just like, right. Wait, what? I just had a thought too. Yeah. So remember, but I'm not seeing that type of no, situation on this show. Not at all. Yeah. And remember, the other thing that I said about that was that I thought there's no way all those clues that pointed toward it being the Borg somehow involves with the cube, mm. the sphere, rather. Of course, the cube would be Borg. That. Imagine we're well, using spheres now. They That's do have the, the Borgs do the Borg the Borgs the Borg do have spheres. Oh yeah. Um, remember all the clues. Remember all the clues. Yes. And and I was hoping it wasn't. Right. Yeah. But then after when it wasn't, I said that was not an accident. And my thought was they did that intentionally to throw us off. Mm. I wonder if there was a point that it was going to be the Borg. Yeah. I might have mentioned this before. You did. But now I, I just was, had another thought. And I was highly resistant to the idea. I just had another thought. Yeah. So, yep. They were already writing Picard by that point. I wonder if there was a little they must have been. meeting of the minds. And they said, oh, no, actually, we're doing a bunch of stuff with the Borg. And then they changed course. Only because, why would you put in those clues that pointed directly to the Borg? They said resistance is futile, practically. Mm. They use the, the the synonyms to resist it. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Leyland said it. That was not the way control took control of you. Yes. Was like we're Borg nanoprobes yes. more or less. You were being the way you were assimilated by control were these tiny little nanoprobes. Yep. 
Yeah. And so the Aryan becomes important. She's got white skin and gray things. Mm-hmm. It was all pointing toward Borg, and then suddenly... There's a point where you see... Um, I, th- I believe it was Leyland. I don't know if he gets punched. There was some moment where you see the nanoprobes like inside of his face. Yes. And it's like all like veiny and just kind of, and it looked as if like he had just been assimilated and these Borg implants were beginning to kind of, yes. yeah. And remember, remember I was extremely resistant. I go, no, I don't want this to be the Borg. This can't be the Borg. Please right. God. No, don't let this be the right. Borg. Because then the writers also got the thing like, well, gee, I don't understand why everybody thinks it's the Borg. That's crazy. Yeah. When they said that was purely a coincidence. I, yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe Michelle it. Paradise said that on the on the ready room. You do not have a character say resistance is futile while they're dealing with um, like electric mechanical, uh, you know, robotic bits that are infecting humans and taking over their body, and have that character say resistance the, is futile. But see, the thing is. I kept pointing out that the Borg existed as far back as Enterprise, even though they were tiny. They did there was a well, they they existed prior to that anyway. Mm-hmm. This was not the origin of the Borg, and nobody could really. Every time I brought that up, I was never able. Nobody was ever able to convince me otherwise. I gave you the answer. Tell me again. The Borg already existed at that point. This was not the creation of them. Right. And well, okay, but why not? Because I just said to you, they exist already. They have time crystals. Right. They have the ability to time stuff, and mm-hmm. they have the spore drive. Right. They could have gone anywhere, and then time crystals it up. And z- remember, we talked about this. I said they're gonna zap them into the whatever quadrant. Delta. Mm. Delta quadrant. Delta quadrant. They're gonna be. Oh, they're so far away. They're gonna be. That even if they came this way, which they wouldn't, it would never get to us for another, insert the number of years till the Borg show up again. You just, but the thing is, you what you just said, that's exactly what happened on Enterprise. The Borg sent a, in Enterprise, the episode was Regeneration, the Borg of that century, which time traveled back as a result of First Contact, they were the Borg, they were left over from the time travel, time traveling from First Contact. Yeah. When they came to, after they fight with Archer, they yeah. send a... Not a distrustful, they send a signal yes. to the Delta Quadrant. Yes, to come back, right. To but their people who are already out there. I know. To Paul says to Archer, it's not going to get there for another 200 years. And so Archer says, so what? We've postponed the invasion until the 24th century? Yeah. So by the time Q flings the Enterprise in front of a Borg cube, even though it's not stated, yeah. one could say that Borg vessel is coming to Earth because okay. it just received... Sure. Even, but but the Borg existence are even hinted before that anyway. How? When? In the uh, final episode of season one, Next Generation, called The Neutral Zone. Yeah. It actually involves the Romulans. The Enterprise is investigating the destruction of all of these outposts along the Romulan border. The Romulan Neutral Zone border. They've all been... The way it's described is they all look like some great force scooped them off the surface of the planet. The same thing, and it's also established. The same thing is happening on the Romulan side, and so, and so we and the Romulans—they don't say it—but we and the Romulans are assuming that we're doing it. They, the Romulans did it to us, and they thought we did it to them. That's interesting. Here's why. why. Later on, when we actually 
see the Borg for the first time, they describe the destruction they've wreaked on these planets in the same exact way. So even though it's not stated in the Neutrozone, that episode by the writers was meant to eventually set up what became well, the Borg here's why that's later on. Because in Picard, mm. when they were talking about the... What was her name? Barbara? In her group. <laughs> the lady... <laughs> 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 Hold on. Are you talking about an, an XP? <laughs> yeah, remember the crazy lady who told Soji she was the destroyer? <laughs> What's her name, Barbara? <laughs> um, right, that lady. That whole ship. <laughs> an, X, an XB. An ex-Borg. <laughs> Named Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> sure, let's go with it. <laughs> All right. Well, but Narek has said before about yes. that group, the only Romulans ever assimilated. He said that. Right, but as far as he knows, well, that's not true anyway. I guess there's no secretive. Well, he said as far as he knows. We've yeah. seen we've seen Borg Romulans before. Weird. I wonder why he wouldn't know that. Well, he said as far as I know. I know, but I'm saying I wonder why he wouldn't. I don't, you know. Um, yeah. So, Barbara the Borg, you know. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's because uh, there's no way that there's a rhyme named Barbara. <laughs> yes. Um, Bob. <laughs> yes. Um, All right. I mean, am I disproving anything, or am I? Am I? Oh, oh, yeah. So, am I? It doesn't matter because you could just say, "Well, they just send them back further than in time." Yeah, well, that's just stupid bad writing. Well, I'm just telling you. You know, I'm just, just you know. But, but also, stupid bad writing is to make it seem like it's the Borg for half a season, and then. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay. No, that I agree with. Equally stupid. That I agree with. I just don't. I didn't want it to be the Borg. Yes, all. I did. I was only highly resistant. I was highly resistant to the idea. I only wanted it because it made sense. Um. So, so. <laughs> we may never know this until a long time from now, but I feel that they were moving in that direction. Yeah. And then we may never know at all. Someone came and said, "Oh no, Picard's got dibs on Borg." And then I said, "Holy crap!" And then someone wrote the scene of so Spock readjust. walking in and saying, "Actually." There's a second red angel. Mm. And everything went yeah. into the um, confusing cacophony that was the end of season two. Okay, so I guess that will do it for this week. Um, we've got three episodes left. Exciting. Exciting, sad, but exciting. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. We're going to go have our bunny corn sausage pizza right now. In celebration of our 50... Yes, past 50 episodes now. So, we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.